Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, friends, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I'm Doria Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Welcome to the show. If you hear something we mention on an episode, you can always find it listed at forever35podcast.com. We are on Twitter at forever35pod, Insta at forever35podcast. And of course, the Forever 35 Facebook group can be found on Meta's Facebook site, where the password is serums. And please do sign up for our newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And if you want to reach us, we have a voicemail number and you can text us at that number also. And you know how Kate likes getting your text. I do. I love it. And that number is 781-591-0390. Save it in your phone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just, you know, call us anytime. You can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. Dory, can I share a little um, book news? I would like nothing more. Okay. The people have been asking, begging, 
for this info. No begging. one's been asking or begging, I've but been, listen. I've been begging. I've been asking. <laughs> so I'm very excited to share first with Forever 35 listeners to give you early access. If anybody would like to join me for a live in-conversation event at the Ripped Bodice Bookstore in Culver City, <laughs> Los Angeles, California, Saturday, March 12th, from 8 to 9 p.m., I will be in conversation with a TBD guest, and then I will be signing copies of my new book in a New York Minute. Tickets have to be purchased in advance, and they will include a copy of the book, which will be waiting for you at the event. I will sign it. I will personalize it. I will lipstick kiss it. I'll do whatever you want. But uh, I am sharing this first with Forever 35 listeners. So I will include the link in our show notes. I would absolutely be honored and thrilled to have you join me. It will be COVID safe. Um, do, you, do you know what the link is? Yes, story. We- it's you want me to share it? Yes. Let me just, just say it out loud. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. here's here's what it says. E dot sparks o s p a r x o dot com slash Kate dash Spencer dash book dash launch dash. Okay, but I believe you can just get it from the um Rip Bodice website, correct? Yes, and I will also place it in the show notes. Okay, just what guess what? What? I just bought a ticket. Shut ah! up, Tori. <laughs> Shut up. <gasps> yeah, I did. I think I'm the first one. <laughs> what if you're the only one? <laughs> what if I it's just you and me? I am going to be. Oh my gosh, that's really nice of you because I know that you were considering going out of town. Yeah, but that was before I knew that this was your launch event. Hey, I'm going to cry. You're a really good friend. Oh, thanks. Great. I know. So I'm, ner- I'm, I'm nervous and excited about all this. It's weird that it's becoming real. So I, I also can tell you all that I <clears throat> will be doing signed copies of the book if you order through The Ripped Bodice, one of my favorite bookstores here in LA, or Vromans, one of my other favorite bookstores uh, in LA. So two great bookstores. I will be signing uh, copies there. If you order through them, you can get a signed copy and I'll have those links uh, in the show notes as well. That is so exciting. Book stuff is real. Book stuff is happening. My book comes out March 15th. You know, I'll try not to clog your pod with too much book chat, but appreciate the book support. Oh, just got my confirmation. Sorry, gee whiz. Way to just, I mean. (laughs) Why do you think I was asking for the link? I honestly didn't know. I was like, why is she like, what? I couldn't figure out why. It's like Uh, we've never read a link out on this podcast in our lives. Well, listen, I got to it from the Rip Bodice's website. Just clicking on the old events tab at the top. If you click on that, you will get to the Kate Spencer book launch. And I should say there will be other, um, some virtual things happening. There'll be other stuff that will be rolled out um, because... What's amazing is, I mean, it's not amazing in COVID that you can do all this virtual stuff, but we're now used to virtual events. And so I can do book events around the globe via Zoom and other digital platforms. So I will be, I will, you know, follow me on Insta at Kate Spencer for all, all book announcements and events and all that stuff. So exciting. Well, I also just want to mention that I recently started feeling insecure about my top lip. Now, is this something that happens to everybody in their (laughs) forties? 
this took a turn. <laughs> well, I like it's hard for me to spend. I don't want to be like too blabby about my book, so I'm. I get self-conscious. Okay, I, lab. I, I am blabby. not. Okay, okay. I have to channel. I mean, this is a whole other thing I have to work on is like confidence and like owning my stuff. But I will tell you, Dory, I think my top lip is shrinking. And is this a thing that happens in middle age? Slash, my mom always used to complain about how she didn't feel like she had a top lip. And now I'm like, have I inherited her Things that she didn't like about herself. Am I thinking Mm -hmm. too hard about lips? Well, I do think our lips tend to thin as we age. I think that is a thing that happens. Um, but I mean, as someone who's never really had a top lip, I, I get it, but I guess it just like, I don't know, just it is what it is. Look, all I'm saying is that if I show up and I've gotten a ridiculous amount of filler in my top lip and I'm suddenly show up to record this podcast with like an Angelina Jolie lip. <laughs> like a Kylie Jenner lip. And you're like, <laughs> it's just my new lip gloss. It's just my new Kylie kit, Dory. Yeah. It's just, it's a liner. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'll be like, wow. That I mean, it really does work. She wasn't yeah. kidding. No, Kylie's <laughs> kits are amazing. I, I just am like, you know, all the things that you don't think you're going to, you you don't even, I don't even want to be, have those moments where I'm like, oh, yeah. my body's changing. I That makes me feel uncomfortable. I want to just love every bit of myself. But then I'm like, where the fuck did my lip go? Yeah. <sighs> I, don't I get it. I get it. I guess what I'm saying is come to my book event in LA and I'll show you what I'm talking about. And we can <laughs> oh, talk boy. about our lips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean, though. And then I then the the thing about like, am I just inheriting my mom's shit? I don't know. But it made me realize like, I my mom used to be like, I don't have a ton. I don't. I need lip liner. You know, like wah, wah, wah. so I'm trying not to do that in front of my ch- children. Yeah, you I know. get it. It's really hard to to let that stuff go. Ugh, it is. Anyway, how are you doing over there, Dory? You know, Kate, I am taking a page out of your proverbial book. Okay. I just want one. you to know. You are an influencer. You know, finally I'm being acknowledged for the influence that I have on the on the masses. Yes. I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes influencing takes 5 minutes, sometimes mm-hmm. it takes 5 years. Sometimes it's like a cumulative influence, like you see someone posting about something for so long and then finally you're like, "Oh yeah, you know, that's a good idea. I should do that." So for me, this thing is meal planning. Wow. Welcome. Welcome, Dory. Now, I I had attempted meal planning way back in the day. I mean, like before I had Henry. Um, and it went reasonably well, but it just, I, I, it was never something I sustained. And then I had Henry and like, you know, that just like throws everything into chaos. And for a very long time, we had, Henry had his dinner separately from us. You know, he would have like a kid's meal essentially early and then we would eat dinner after he went to bed. Um, but recently he's been wanting to eat at the big table 
aka Wait. you know the regular dining room table a big table and a couple times like a couple times when we'd like gotten takeout it just ended up that we were all eating at the same time and i was like you know what i think i think we're ready to do some family dinners and also i feel like we've been getting way too much takeout and also i like i hate that feeling of like oh shit it's like six o'clock oh the worst i don't know what we're eating for dinner there's nothing in the fridge I could have, like, literally, if I wanted to make something, quote unquote, it would be like a bowl of cereal. And so I was like, you know what? Let me get a little bit more intentional about this. Like my pal Kate Spencer has been doing for years. I try. It's not always successful, but I try. So we've been eating together for the past two nights. This is the three members of your family. The Matt, three members of our Dory, family. Bo also tends to come over and lie down because he's um, hoping for some scraps. Of course he is. Look. Of course. Um, now, has Henry actually eaten anything that I've cooked? Barely. That's fine. But that's fine. Um, I made a spreadsheet. Wow. I also have a separate doc going with recipes that I've gathered from friends i posted in a little mom group that i'm in asking people for recommendations for you know meals that they've made their families that are easy and i had a few other like criteria like i don't eat red meat or pork so didn't want anything really with those didn't want anything that uses like a thousand dishes mm-hmm. no um I'm with you and so people had some great recommendations. So last night I made, ironically, this was not one of the recommendations, but it was inspired by some of the recommendations. I made sheet pan turkey meatloaves with potatoes and carrots. So everything just gets cooked on the same sheet pan. Yum. This sounds good. It was good. The tur- turkey meatloaves were really good and like really moist and tasty. Um, and tonight I'm making butternut squash baked pasta. Ooh, this sounds good too. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, I like this for you, Dory. Now, how? What are like meals like in your house? Like, does Matt share cooking duties? Are you the main cook? So, for this endeavor, I am the main cook, and that's okay. I'm I'm willing to take this on. I feel like Matt is a is actually like a better sort of instinctive cook. Mm. Oh, that's exactly what Anthony's like. But given like his ADHD and lack of ability to plan, it's hard to get him to like plan. And I was just like, this is, it's going to be too stressful for me to try to like split this responsibility. Mm. I'm going to take this on. Mm -hmm. Um, I like this for you because you're a good, you're a good planner. I feel like I can see you getting into the like spread sheeting and the, I don't know, just the like preparation. Well, you know, it was, it was, I feel like I have actually learned a lot from my past forays into meal planning, even if it was just like, Oh, I want to maybe cook this thing later this week. Like I, I cannot, I don't want to get food for a week from now. I want to get groceries for the next three days. 
that's, I think breaking it down in tiny chunks is the way to go. Yeah. Because I really want to avoid food waste Yeah, and just like having stuff sitting in the fridge. So also trying to be like more intentional about our grocery shopping. Um, so I did, I did a grocery shopping, uh, order, couple days ago with like all the stuff I would need for the next few days. Um, and yeah, and that's, that's been good. I also, one of the other things that I have learned is I need to give myself a lot of time. Yeah. This is a very frustrating part about cooking because especially if you're, if your recipe is like 30 minute meal. Yeah. 99% of the time. Minute, no, it's yeah. a lie. It's an hour. Yeah. It's a minimum. You have to give yourself yeah. an hour. So we like to eat at like six. So I got started last night at like 4.30. Now, was I actively cooking that whole time? No. But from like start to actually sitting down to like, I kind of did need all that time. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean... You know, I know that this is not possible for a lot of people. I'm just saying, like, what is working for me right now? I'm going to try and, like, structure my days so that I can start cooking at 4.30. Dory, I'm proud of you. But I also want to say, give yourself grace if stuff is a bust or doesn't work out or you start late. You can always eat cereal for dinner. Totally. And, you know, as Henry said last night when I put his plate in front of him, he was like, want dinosaurs. He wanted oh, dinosaur yeah. chicken nuggets. I love I those like, dino chicken nuggets. <laughs> I know exactly the ones you're talking about. And I was like, those aren't on the menu tonight, bud. What but, dinosaurs? <laughs> and Oh, Henry. But like, you know, worst case, he can always have some dinosaurs because those are in the freezer and those are always yeah. ready to go. You've always got to have some frozen food. I will say another thing that we really rely on in our home and doesn't need to be Costco brand, but Costco makes like really good big size kind of family meals that you can freeze or refrigerate for a while. Like last mm. night we ate chicken puzzle, uh, like a chicken and hominy situation that was very good just from like a big giant tray from Costco. So wow. yeah, I, I do love a cot. We did it. We've done a lot of like Costco lasagnas, Costco mashed potatoes, always a hit in my house. So those are always nice just to have on hand. If you need like mm -hmm. a quickie <sighs> meal planning's hard. It's hard. I've burnt yeah. out on it. I've burnt out on cooking and you know, Anthony just kind of wrapped up a busy time with his work. And so I was like, he, I passed on all, meal planning to him for a while because i was like it just I, I can't i can't do this anymore i'm so fucking burnt out on figuring out what to eat listening to the complaints from the fucking peanut gallery in my house anyway yeah well <clears throat> congrats story welcome to the other thank side you. of things thank you I'm so much to i'll, I'll you keep here. every i'll keep everyone posted i mean who knows this could burn out in a week but We'll see how it goes. I find like it has a lot of like stops and starts. You know, it's like, oh, this part was working. This part was a massive failure. I'm discouraged. I hate this. You know, it's just, it, you kind of, it takes a while to get into the rhythm. And I, I don't feel like any online presentation of meal planning ever discusses how difficult it is. All it does, like every mm -hmm. bit of literature I read, whether it's on a 
blog or someone's Instagram or whatever is like, I'm going to make your life so much easier. And it doesn't personally, it just makes it like slightly more planned. And it's never talked about how freaking like hard it is mm-hmm. and unfun. Like just because you have a plan doesn't make it less tedious or annoying or, or a ton of work. Totally. Anyway, my child told me last night, she was like, we're getting takeout tomorrow night and it's either going to be Taco Bell or McDonald's. I was like, okay. Wow. Yeah, great. You know what? I appreciate your directive and <laughs> sounds good to me. <sighs> uh, I mean, I did build in takeout. I think you can if it's but if you can budget it and it's like it works yeah. for your family. Yeah, you we're not going. We're not going cold turkey on the takeout. It's okay. Nobody's got to go cold turkey. You've just got to eat cold turkey. Am oh, I right? Hey, we're also. I should say we're also only. I also for now. I'm only doing dinners, like planning yeah. dinners, not planning lunches. I'm not planning breakfasts. Like Great. I'm just doing dinners. Again, I approve of all of this. Okay, thank you so much. Well, listen, we've got a really fun interview to get to after our Uh, break. We do. We had a blast. We talked to Wanda M. Morris. Wanda is a corporate attorney. Let me just lay it out here because you are going to be very impressed. Okay. She has worked in the legal departments for several Fortune 100 companies. She's an accomplished presenter and leader. She's previously served as president of the Georgia chapter of the Association of Corporate Counsel, and she's the founder of its Women's Initiative, which is an empowerment program for female in-house lawyers. But she's also a novelist. And not just any kind of novelist. She has a thriller under her belt. So Wanda's also an alumna of the Yale Writers' Workshop. Um, she is a member of groups like Sisters in Crime, Mystery Writers of America, and Crime Writers of Color. And her debut novel, All Her Little Secrets, was released late last year. It took her 13 years to write. We're going to get all into it. She is a mother of three and married, and she lives in Atlanta, Georgia. And we just had like the most fun talking to her. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. Plus, really interesting to just hear from someone who, you know, has had such an interesting career, two careers, essentially, kind of happening at the same time and and dealing with things like rejection and failure and all those hard things um, that we all experience and how you kind of have to motivate to get back up again. Mm -hmm. Oh, she was so delightful. Also, she gave us a hot tip on a spa in Atlanta. So, oh, yeah. So, ATL uh, Forever 35ers. ATL Hive, assemble because you're going to want to be there. Yeah. yeah. I love Atlanta. Let's go on a trip, Dory. Okay. Honestly, great. I would uh, that an Atlanta trip would be very fun. Uh, totally. I mean, there totally are other, we, fun. Have, we have lots of places to go on these imaginary trips that we take, but <laughs> <laughs> someday when it's real, it'll happen. All right. <sighs> enough yammering uh we're gonna take a break and when we come back we'll be talking to wanda brb jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it blue nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events, there's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like, I, I I, don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden 
or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Wanda, thank you so much for joining us today on Forever 35. We are very excited to talk to you about your career, your book, your journey as a writer. But before we get into all that, we love to start each interview asking our guests for a self-care practice that they have in their own life. Um, And so we would like to open with that with you. Is there something that you do that you consider self-care that has become uh, a ritual that you rely on? Ooh, that's a good question. So I had one previously and then we had a pandemic and so the world turned upside down. So pre-pandemic, I would always treat myself to um, a facial and or massage like Mm. every two months or so. Mm. Um, 
And I was really getting into my groove because like most women, I, you know, I put everybody else first. And so I was like, oh, this is a folly to go pay and have somebody rub my shoulders and wash my face. I mean, things I could do at home myself. Um, But once I got past that and said, nope, you know, you're a grown woman who works hard and you give everything to everybody else, do this for yourself. So I started doing that. And then the world turned upside down. And so that went away. And I found during the pandemic, because I have two older kids who live in New York City. Um, my son is uh, in law school and my daughter is working. And so they came back home during the pandemic. And I have a 12-year-old. And so all five of us, you know, with my husband, were here in the house. And that was crazy. So <laughs> I was like, I got to, because I couldn't go get my massage anymore. So I started coming in here. This is my little study where I write. And um, I would come in here at some point during the day and make sure the lights were low or off. And it was quiet. And I lit a candle and I just sat here. What candle did you light? Oh, I should have. My daughter gave me this. I don't know if you guys have heard of these. Um, They're birthday candles. And so my birthday is um, in September. So she gave me this and it smells heavenly. I wish you guys could smell it. Um, And so now, you know, my kind of self care is to do something, you know, for myself where I'm separate and apart and I'm quiet and I can just think or not think. Um, But it's just kind of some me time. Um, So, yeah. So I do that at least once or twice a week now. What was it like having your adult children home and having everybody in the house again, because that's such a, I think a lot of families with older kids experienced that. And it's, it's, it's almost, it's got to be kind of crazy because you probably never imagined to have everybody home living together like that again, not to mention in the, you know, confines of this pandemic. Um, How did that go for your family? You know what? Surprisingly well. Um, Thankfully, we all like each other. Um, you know, that helps, you know, we love each other, but we also like each other and, you know, we don't have a huge house, but it was big enough that everybody could kind of retreat to a corner when they needed to, like, you know, I came into my space, you know, my, my son had the third floor. My daughter had a room. Um, my 12 year old was just all over the place. Um, <laughs> As 12-year-olds are. But um, so everybody kind of had a corner if you needed some quiet space. But we, um, like a lot of folks, we baked a lot of bread, um, made homemade pizza, which good news, we haven't bought pizza out since the pandemic because we started making our own pizza. 
do you have your own like dedicated pizza oven or is this an, just a regular oven wow. situation? Gosh, no, 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 no. I haven't okay. sold that many books yet, Dory. <laughs> I mean, look, it's a fair question. People are very just, obsessed right yeah. now, I feel like, with these pizza ovens. And I, we don't have one, but wait, I, I'm intrigued have, by them. Wait, I'm sorry. People have pizza ovens yes, in their they make, home? They make these like, they're kind of compact um relatively they're not it's not like a huge you know brick oven thing that you would see in a pizza restaurant but yes they make these small pizza ovens that i believe during the pandemic became quite popular so i was merely wondering if that was no (laughs) no i i just joke with you but no we just used a regular oven but you know like kate i i had not heard of these you know pizza ovens that you could just sit on your counter or something. Um, I was always thinking of the big brick ones that, you know. Right. Yeah, you go out to the Hamptons and they have them in the the back of their houses. Yes. And I do want to say, you know, your book did just come out in the fall. So let's give it a few months here. You might you might be in the pizza oven territory pretty soon. <laughs> From your lips to God's ear. That's right. Yes. In a year, we're, we're all, all going to be coming, coming to you. The pandemic will be over and we'll, we'll show, show up, up at your, your house. house. Yep. Let's hey. manifest. Let's yeah. all manifest. Let's manifest that. That's for right. Wanda. That's right. Yes. Pizza <laughs> on me, what it does. Thank yes. you. Thank you. <gasps> oh, gosh. Um. Wanda, I well, I was just I just wanted to ask. I know that well, this is your debut novel and it took you 13 years to write. Is that It took me 13 years from my sitting down to start uh-huh. writing it to publication. Some of those okay. years I was not working a lot of people if you've heard my story. I started writing the book in 2008. Um, and I wrote probably like 75% of the book because I didn't have an ending. And then um, I put the book away because I convinced myself that, you know, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Truthfully, it wasn't. But I convinced myself I wasn't a very good writer. Nobody would want to read about, you know, a middle-aged Black woman who worked with awful people you know, this was all foolish. They're really awful. Yeah. Yeah, they really are <laughs> awful. Yeah, I kind of leaned into that, didn't yes. I? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so I put the book away and I didn't touch it again until like 2015. So I left it sitting for like okay. seven years. Um, and you didn't work on anything else during I this didn't, period? I did but I've always journaled ever since I was a young girl. Okay. So okay. that is the one constant that I've always had in terms of writing. Um, so, yeah. So in 2015, I had just gotten through some health challenges. And um, kind of to your point earlier at the top of this conversation, after I got through it, I decided, what am I going to do that brings me joy? What do I do that gives me pleasure? And writing has always been that. So I dug out that manuscript and um, and it was bad. It, it was really bad. Trust me, ladies. No, we are we are writers. We get we have bad we manuscripts. We understand the pain of a first yeah. draft. So. I've got one sitting right next to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, it stunk up the whole place. Um, but I, you know what? I said, that's okay, because what's bad, I can make better. Um, 
And um, so that's when I started, you know, taking online courses and um, doing workshops and um, when I, I traveled a lot for my job. And so if I was in a city and they had a writing conference or workshop going on, I was there. Um, because I knew once I read that manuscript, I was like, the characters are good, but I didn't know squat about story structure and pacing Mm -hmm. and characterization and all those things that go into making an engaging read. So, um, so I set about doing that. And then, you know, once I wrote the end, you know, like most newbie writers, I was like, yeah, now I can get an agent. <laughs> yep. This will be a piece of done. <laughs> done. <laughs> and man, I um that's what I started uh my journey of rejection. I I just mm. had years and tons of rejection. Um but that's okay because you know, through all that rejection, I still grew as a writer cuz when agents gave me useful feedback, I, you know, I took it and I said, how can I use this? Um, When they didn't, I put it aside. I nursed my wounds for a few hours and then I kept trudging along because by this time when I was into the book, I was really loving the characters. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought there's got to be somebody else out there that wants to read about this incredible black woman who is so darn complicated. I mean, who doesn't want to read about Elise Littlejohn? But sadly, a lot of people didn't. <laughs> so how did you how did you actually find your agent and what was their response to the book? Did they just like get it immediately? So um, I like I said, I was going to conferences and whenever I could and I. Um, I attended, this was in 2019, I attended Thriller Fest, which is a mystery and thriller writers conference held in New York City every year. And um, as part of the conference, they have a pitch fest. So you Mm -hmm. can sit down across the table from an agent, tell them what your book's about. And if they like it, they say, send me, you know, a few pages or a full manuscript. So I was ready to give up on this manuscript again. I nearly did because I'd gotten so much rejection. And right before I attended this conference, I had been in um, Pitch Wars. Have you ladies ever heard of Pitch Wars? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you want to explain it for the benefit of listeners who might not? Sure. So Pitch Wars is an online um, mentoring program. Um, you submit um, a portion of your manuscript, maybe a portion or the entire thing. I can't remember. But you submit uh, manuscript pages and um, authors who are published um, will get a chance to look through those. And then if they select you for three months, they mentor you, um, which is a wonderful program. And I uh, got selected by a wonderful author named Wendy Hurd. And she's out there on the West Coast with you guys. And um, for three months, we kind of went through my manuscript and, you know, said, you know, here's what's good. Here's what you need to improve on. At the end of the three months, 
there's an agent showcase. So agents come in and they look at the first page, which is placed online. They look at the first page. If they like it, they say, send me the manuscript. So I had gotten into pitch wars in fall of 2018. I had gone through this three months of mentoring with Wendy Hurd and gotten to the agent showcase and had like a wazoo of response. All these agents were like, send me the manuscript. I love this premise. And I was like, yes, I'm getting an agent. Wow. And so I, you know, dashed off the manuscript and every single one of those agents rejected me. Wow. And I was bummed big time. Um, so I was kind of like, ay, ay, ay. So by the time the uh, agent showcase was over, I'd already signed up for Pitch Wars. And I said, you know, this is going to be my last shot. I'll pitch this thing. And if I get no response, then I'll start something else. And um, so I sat down at the Thriller Fest, um, the Pitch Fest uh, portion of the conference. And um, I sat across the table from this lovely woman named Lori Galvin. She's with Avidas Creative Management. And she says, so tell me what your book is about. And I was so freaking nervous. I was like, uh. So I decided to pretend like I was telling this story about a woman that I knew who worked with all these awful people. So I'm telling her the story like, you know, we're sitting at lunch gossiping about somebody. And when I was done, she sat back and she said, wow, that sounds really interesting. Send it to me. And I was like, "Okay," And I did. And 24 hours later, she sent me back an email and she said, I am loving the elephant fighter. And I cried. Mm-hmm. I, I cried. I was just like, oh, my gosh, it's the email that, you know, every writer yeah. who wants an agent dreams of getting. And after so much rejection, it was um it, it really was a really good feeling. So, yeah. So that's how I, I met mean- Lori. It just strikes me as you're talking that you have a lot of kind of fortitude to take that much rejection and just keep going. Um, Is that something that you feel like has always been kind of innate within you or was that learned? Um, I think... You know, it it sounds all woo-woo-woo, but, you know, I just keep going because I feel like there's always somebody who is rooting for me. And whether Mm -hmm. it's the creator or family or friends, I just keep going because, you know, the option to give up, that's not exactly great either. So, right. You know, and I think you ladies are writers, you know what it's like. This business is made out of rejection. So, you know, you you grow a thick skin. And, um, you know, after having gone through all that, I, I still kept believing in these characters. I still kept, you know, thinking, gosh, you know, like she works with really awful people. 
I can't be the only one who sees this. So I, you know, I was rooting for my characters, I guess. But yeah, I, I don't think I'm all that different from anybody else out there who's writing and trying to get published. This business is made of, you know, rejection and closed doors and, yeah. you know, tough knocks. And so you just keep getting up and fighting another day. I'm so glad. It's so nice to hear you say that, not just because I need that reminder right now in my own life, but I bet someone out there, definitely more than one person, needed to hear that because so often creative pursuits or or any life pursuits, switching, you know, making a career switch when you're in when you're older or you know, like going back to school or going to school for the first time. I mean, all these things require such an act of bravery and courage that can be so hard to muster. And I just think it's really, really valuable to hear hear those words. So I'm so grateful for you sharing. Yeah, I, I try and tell people because, you know, the the book, All Our Little Secrets is, you know, I, I've, I've been blessed. It's It's gotten some buzz. And I hope people don't look at that and think, oh, she's like, you know, this big overnight success. You know, the the road mm-hmm. to publication was paved with a lot of tears and rejection and self-doubt and second guesses. All that stuff that goes into, like you say, pursuing a creative art. Well, and we should also mention that you are a corporate attorney who, you know, you have worked for in Fortune 100 companies, you have served as the president of the Georgia chapter of the Association of Corporate Counsel. I mean, like, you are like, you're coming at this from a place of a lot of prestige and accomplishment. And so to, to hear those words come from you, or it's like extra reassuring, right? Because it's like, oh, gosh, like, I'm gonna read her bio or resume and just think like, She's got it figured out. She's so successful. She's so confident. No rejection here. Let me tell you something, ladies. I come out of the legal profession, which no doubt is tough. But when I stepped into the creative arts, I was like, whoa, this is a whole different animal. I mean, you know, yeah, there's some tough breaks in the legal industry. But man, when you are trying to be a published writer, there's a whole other level of disappointment and rejection that I had just, I had not seen the likes of before. <laughs> so, well, and it's so personal, right? right. Like, exactly. I, I imagine in the corporate world, in the legal profession, it, it doesn't quite feel as personal, but you know, when you're writing, it's that's your name out there. That's you. And so when you, get rejected it's it's hard not to take that as you know an indication of your own self-worth i'm speaking for myself obviously (laughs) Um, yeah because nobody else feels like that dory right right. (laughs) well you know i actually wanted to ask you about your experience in the corporate world because i I think it's fair to say that your book takes a a, a rather dark view of (laughs) the corporate world um especially navigating it as a middle-aged black woman. And I was hoping you could talk about some of your personal experiences in that world um, that may have inspired the book or, you know, what were you kind of drawing on um, when you wrote this? So 
<clears throat> That's a good question. Uh, you know, no doubt, you know, my profession working in corporate America certainly informed the book. The book is fiction, so I, yes. you know, I really pushed Fair. it out there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but that being said, yeah, I've sat in meetings and been disrespected or yeah, mm-hmm. I've been the only one in some meetings. I've been the one who suggested an idea that was roundly dismissed. And five minutes later, a white male says the exact same thing and everybody props them up on their shoulders and what a great idea. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking like, are we in the same room or what? Um, right. So, yeah, I've had those things happen to me. I've been racially profiled in a store more times than I care to count. Um, so, yeah, it's those things that I tapped into um, because I wanted to, you know, I wasn't trying to write a legal thriller per se. I was trying to write about one black woman's experience living in this country. And it's tough. It's tough to be a woman in this country. It's tough to be a woman of color in this country. And so I wanted to lean into that. And, you know, this arena, this corporate America arena is what I know. Um, And so, yeah, I, I tapped into some personal experiences in that regard. But you never discovered the body of your oh gosh, yeah. boss and lover. lover. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, not right. lately. No, I okay. have <laughs> not been running away from dead not bodies lately. lately. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that you that Elise, your main character, is a woman in her forties. Because I think so often, you know, as Dory and I are both women in their forties, um, rarely are it's feeling more and more like we're given the chance to be the main character you know so much emphasis is is put on youth um and i I would was that an intentional decision on your part and and i'm curious you know as a woman do you feel like you have learned more about yourself and become more grounded in yourself as you've gotten older Mm, great question so um, to the first part of that question, yes, it was very intentional to have um, Elise Littlejohn as a middle-aged woman, because to your point, I read so many books where, you know, the protagonist is you know, 30-something, <clears throat> white, female, um, you know, pretty. Um, and so I set out to make Elise, all those things that, you know, I typically, um, she is not those things I typically read in a book. So, you know, I wanted her middle age because she needed to be someone who had a little life experience. Mm -hmm. So in some regard, she's kind of like, eh, you know, whatever, a little jaded, but, um, you know, still had um, that sense of, I still want to be something like she's striving to be this, you know, successful corporate executive. Um, You know, she's got a little, a few extra pounds, a little paunch. You know, she's not your typical protagonist. And Lord knows she's got enough baggage that she could fill up, you know, a car trunk. So, 
you know, I wanted to make her somebody that was different from what we typically see in protagonists in books. Um, you know, as for me, I've kind of gotten to this point in my life where, you know, when you're in your 20s, you're always kind of second guessing yourself and you're still trying to please everybody, whether it's your parents or your boyfriend or you know, but I think by the time you get to your 40s and your 50s, you're kind of like, you know what? I'm good. Uh, yeah. No, I certainly um, wanted to to address that because in some regards, you know, as Elise is going through her day and she gets these slights and these, you know, microaggressions and she's kind of like, yeah, uh, I'm weary. But you know what? Mm-hmm. We're going to let that go. I let that one slide this time, you know, and I think that that comes from a certain level of maturity that, you know, when you're 20, you probably would address it a different way. Okay, well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it, and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed, They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OS01 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. All right, we are back. I'm really curious what other mystery slash crime slash legal thriller Mm. authors you read. 
I like Zora Neale Hurston, which is you know, like old. Um, but I just love um, her characterizations in books. Um, I like Lucy Foley. Uh, I just adored The Guest List. I love the guest that list. book. Oh, my God. I love, love, love that. She, like, if you wanted to study pacing oh I feel yes like her books would be like the case studies <laughs> gosh and i just love her characters um mm-hmm. i think she has a new one coming out too uh, yeah is she it, does uh, paris apartment i think it is mm-hmm. yes I think yeah because we have the same yeah. publisher what do you get as a reader of mysteries and thrillers? I, I'm I'm curious if they are kind of part of your own self-care practice. And I say this as the daughter of someone who was like an, a rabid mystery reader, thriller reader. I mean, that was all my mom read growing up. So I, I'm curious, do you, do you consider that part of your self-care? and no because sometimes I actually read other mysteries mm-hmm. as like a learning tool you know how you mm, read yes, a good book yes, yes, yes. and you know I'll read a good passage and I will say wait a minute how did they do that because my heart yeah. was racing a little bit when I read that and so sometimes I read um, to learn and I think that's how you become a good writer is by being uh, you know, a good reader, um, because then you you kind of learn. What was it that um, uh, I guess uh, Ira Class, I think, was saying, um, you know, you recognize good taste when you see it. And so when you start to write, your writing doesn't have good taste. So you have to keep at it so that you learn and you do that by reading and writing continually. And so when you read, you actually learn how to write. And so I always encourage new writers, make sure you're reading. Because I've heard some people say, well, I don't do a lot of you know reading because I'm too busy writing. And I'm like, you might not be writing anything good if you ain't reading. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do pick up a book a time or two to read. But usually when I'm doing self-care, I want to focus on me. So, you know, like, am I getting my toes done? Am I getting a massage? Am I listening to great music? You know, reading, I kind of feel like, yeah, I want to read a good book. And I do that because I like to read before I go to bed. But yeah, I'm really wanting somebody to like do something to me. Like, am I getting mm-hmm. my hair done? That's self-care to me. This I like. This, you know what? Let's just take it back old school to like hair, nails, massage, skin. Right? Yes. That does just that does just feel good. Exactly. I mean, I did I did make a manicure appointment for tomorrow. Coincidentally, Ooh. last night I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go get a manicure. <laughs> so I really feel you on this. <laughs> have you been have you been able I mean I know we're still in a pandemic and everyone has different levels of uh, comfort going out into the outside world. Have you been able to go do any of these things that not so as much, much as I like? My daughter was home um gosh a few months ago and we usually try and do a mani pedi together. Um I haven't Gosh, I haven't had a massage in over a year. Well over a year. Well, two years. Dang, when did this pandemic start? 
started it's almost we're coming up i mean it, it technically started over two years ago i think it really hit the states you know march february march, yeah so. of 2020 yeah, yeah so yeah so yeah it was because i remember we were in washington dc and we were coming back on a flight and that's when we learned that everything was was shutting down and I had gone and gotten uh, a massage the week before. So, yeah. So we're talking mm. two years. Oh, yeah. back. Mm. Yeah. We got to get this pandemic over so you can get a massage. So I can get a massage because forget that the rest of the world has fallen apart. Wanda Morris needs a massage. <laughs> <laughs> You know, those things are important. It's so hard to like, you know, we joke, but it does feel nice to be able to return to those little things that we did of taking care of ourselves. You know, that does, I, you know, I want to ask before we wrap, do you have any recendations of places in Atlanta? Because I know you, Ooh, you are based question, there Kate. and I, I sometimes get to visit Atlantic when my husband works there and I'm, I'm like, I'm all for us moving there. So if you have any spots that you love there, I would love to share with our listeners. So I go to, surprisingly, you would not think it's a hotel spa, but the Intercontinental Buckhead, um, here in Atlanta and, um, their spa is to die for. Um, they have a rooftop pool. So, of course, when you make an appointment, you can go in at any point during the day and have access to the workout facility and the pool and all that. So it is just luxurious to me. And it's just like, you know, I'm always kind of like, eh, it's a hotel spot. But this one is really, really nice. Um, so, yeah, I've done that. Um, I have traveled for my spa visits. So... I've gone out to Sedona and um, yeah, I have a really good friend. And uh, again, this was all pre-pandemic ladies. So swoon because I haven't done this stuff in in a couple of years, but that is kind of like my self-care where I can treat myself and I am fully immersed in it, you know, because it's, it's not the same when you go around the corner and you kind of get a quick manicure because you're going out that night. You know, I want like an experience that I can just kind of lean into. Um, dang, come at this pandemic. I know what Toronto. I'm doing as soon as when we this, get back. Yeah, I was going to say, when this pandemic is over, uh, we will meet you on at the rooftop pool at the Intercontinental oh in Buckhead. Oh, gosh, let's do that. Or on a I mountain just, in Sedona, I will be. And I hope you get two weeks in somewhere. I mean, this is just, you know, you need a break. You need that yeah. the the darkened study where no one can reach you, but your candle, right? That's it. You need that space, but for a longer time. Yes, exactly. Um, this has been so, so wonderful to get to talk to you, Wanda. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, we would love to share with our listeners where else they can find you online. Sure. So you can find me on my website, Wanda Mo, excuse me, Wanda Morris rights.com. Uh, yeah. WandaMorrisWrites.com. I'm all over the place. WandaMorrisWrites.com. That's my website. You can go in there. You learn about my book. There's a playlist on there. Uh, Reading guide questions. If you have a book club, 
uh, lots and lots of fun stuff. I'm also on Twitter as WandaMo14. And I'm also on um, Instagram as Wanda Mo Writes and on Facebook as Wanda Morris Writer. So, you know, I've, don't give me another platform to get on. Okay. And you have to memorize like a new, a different I name. Know. We I, have that for our podcast. Yes. They're all like slightly different for every platform. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Somebody asked me recently, oh, have you been on Clubhouse? And I was like, I cannot afford another <laughs> oh God, no. platform or distraction. No disparagement yes. of Clubhouse, but it's just like sometimes I get in a rabbit hole um, on social media. So, yeah. But you can find me if you Google Wanda Morris, you'll you'll find me eventually. Well, thank you again. This was really, really lovely. Thank you. I had a lot of fun, too. Thank you for inviting me. Good. Uh, Well, I got to say, I love just I love getting back to the basics of just like, you know where it's at? A massage. You know? Totally. Like, just let's yes. tell it like it is. A massage is the ultimate self-care. Yes. Yes. What I wouldn't give. What I wouldn't I give. Mean, same. Just to be rubbed down. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Hello. TMI. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, Kate. Yes. How... Is the intention zone for you terrible? Going? I am like oh. dropping the ball left and right on my intentions here. I oh. I will say, okay, so look, I had really wanted to make keep up with my fresh flowers around my house that just make everything better. Yeah, but I haven't been to a grocery store this week, and Anthony did the grocery shopping, and he was at Trader Joe's, and I like texted him, and I was like, please also get me some flowers, and then he was like, I'm already gone. So. Oh. I know. Thanks a lot. Way to go, Anthony. <laughs> so I don't have my fresh flowers, but I probably will do a quick either like TJ's or Costco run. I love a grocery store flower as we've established. Yes, yes, yes. Who doesn't? Um, and you can get, you know, they're very affordable at Trader Joe's at Costco. You can get a huge bouquet of roses, which I split up amongst like two to three little vases so i'll circle around to it and you know this week dory i've got to do some self-esteem and positive thinking work over Mm. here okay as you might have noticed at the beginning of this episode i'm not completely comfortable promoting myself believing in myself Mm. and i want to just to be in that space a little bit more and push mm-hmm. myself to really, I don't know, do some positive reframing. <sighs> it's going to be a lot of work. This is a tough one. This is tough. I did talk tough. about it in therapy yesterday, so I am doing it. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, so that's what that's where my intention is this week. How about you? How did it go last week? Well, I believe I've mentioned this. I mentioned this on a previous episode, but I did call the doctor mm-hmm. I did see him and he did put me in a boot <laughs> Dory's been booted um, and he gave me some 
anti-inflammatory good medication and i have to say my foot is feeling so much better it's definitely not like 100 percent, but it is feeling so much better already wow seriously that's amazing yeah, yeah. just from so, having it like encapsulated in the boot and i think um, and the meds good okay that's good news yeah. that makes me happy okay so that is very encouraging he took x-rays and was like it's not broken so that was just like whew, okay yeah, very um, good. I'm glad that I was wrong. I know I, I predicted that it would have a fracture and um, I'm glad you don't. Yeah. I mean, I guess a, a hairline fracture would always have been possible, but he was like, it would look a lot worse if it were broken. Mm, like it wasn't good. swollen at all. So that was that was the thing where I was like, I don't think it's broken. But, you know, of course, you never know. Um and then this week, my intention is just to continue meal planning. I will share the link to the turkey meatloaf. Yeah, Dory, thank you. I'm I'm going to try that turkey meatloaf. So thank you for sharing the link with all of us. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, you know, I really, I do want to say I feel deep gratitude that I get to do this podcast with you Same. and the people we work with and the listeners. I really do. It really does make my life better. I don't know where this is coming from, but I just felt I needed I to I love that. Aw, same. I feel similarly. Well, look, uh, our show, Forever 35, is hosted and produced by you, Dory Shafrir, and me, Kate Spencer, and it's produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager, and our network partner is Acast, and uh, we thank you for listening. All right. Bye. Farewell. <laughs>